Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the WP Builds Podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley from Picture and Word, a small web development agency in the north of England, and I'm joined, as I am every single week, by David Wormsley. Hello, David. Hello. How are you enjoying your holiday in Tenerife? Well, now there's a thing. I am currently on holiday in Tenerife, so this episode is like a dead weird thing that's happening. How did we even do it where I'm on holiday in Tenerife? Who knows? The magic of pre-recording. Um, <laughs> speaking of pre-recording, there is no news this week because if we've pre-recorded it, we don't really know what the news is. So at least we're being honest, there's no news. But last week in episode 20, I said I was going to limit the marketing bit at the beginning of the podcast to about 14 seconds. So without rehearsal, here it goes. Right. <clears throat> OK, so we have a website at wpbuilds.com and we have a Facebook group at Facebook dot com forward slash forward slash groups <laughs> forward slash WP builds and we'd highly love it if you joined us in those communities. Please, please, yes, please, we'd love it. 13, 14, stop. Great. Okay. Me? There's the marketing bit done. <clears throat> wow. That's good. I know. Hey, uh, we should we should have talked about this. We should have faked the news. We should have oh, predicted what's gonna happen okay. for Next right. Thursday. Let's just assume that nobody's listened to these first few minutes. What fake news <laughs> could we come up with? Donald Trump, he's bought Twitter. Oh, yes. Now, that's a very big story, isn't it? Donald Trump buying Twitter. And now he can basically say whatever he likes to anybody who he likes and just delete all comments that he doesn't like. So now that platform is basically just, an, you know, it's a, it's a one-man exercise in self-promotion. It's going to be big. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. He's going to be the best at it. We're all going to love him. Brilliant. Uh, what other fake news? The um, NASA have announced that the Earth is in fact a cube. All of these years we've been uh, <laughs> under the false apprehension that the Earth was a sphere. It turned out that the Sumerians had it right. It, it is a cube. You can fall off the edge. And the reason that we know <laughs> this is because somebody pushed the Dalai Lama off the edge and he's gone <laughs> off. He's in space somewhere now. So there we go. Fake news. <laughs> Off the top uh, this well, week. There was also Google's announcement, wasn't there, that they were going to downgrade any page that had a slider on the homepage. Yes, that's any true. Any front page, yeah. Yes, yeah. and they've all, they're also going to stop ranking. Uh, they're also going to stop using text as an indicator for where to position websites. <laughs> they're simply going to use um, colour, like palettes. Yes. If you've got a nice colour palette on there, they're going to rank you really high. Um, so I, I expect there'll be a rash of really interestingly coloured websites just around the corner. We should do this more often, David. This is way <laughs> better than the news. news. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of um, news, though, this is interesting. You know, as we've said many times before, these days just come around, That you know, these International Day of This and, you know, National Day of That. Well, it turns out this is... Now, there's a, there's a sort of little bit of London called Croydon, 
Um, and it turns out that this is the Croydon day of smashing your competition into tiny little pieces. Oh, I couldn't even keep us. I couldn't even say that. Uh, um, so the 14th... <laughs> <laughs> the 14th of April 2017 is the, is the Croydon <laughs> Oh stop right okay is the Croydon day of smashing your competition into tiny little pieces which leads us very nicely Oh so I'm sorry David on to the main no, theme I think we should do this all the time we should do them one after the other so yes. it gets sillier and sillier yeah. Yeah. leads us very yeah. nicely Anyway on. today yeah Go on, you take over. We, we're talking about, uh, no, we're not how. We didn't say how, did we? We said, can we compete with Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, and Shopify? So that's our topic for today. Yeah, so can we compete yeah. with Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, and Shopify? And we will, from this point on, get nice and serious. Okay, so first of all, if you don't know what they are, um, huh? Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, um, and Shopify are all sort of self-hosted, um, s not self-hosted, SaaS solutions for building websites. Um, essentially, you pay a monthly fee and you get access to the back end and you get access to their templates. And it's a very, very DIY way of knocking up a web, web page. Um, and actually, I think they're very, very effective at what they do. You know, you, you get access, you drag sections in, you move sections around, you change colors, you can modify, um, you know, templates that they've got preloaded and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but having said all of that, I, I've really only played with them. I've never, ever tried to use it um, as, a, as a production thing. Have you ever attempted seriously to build anything with one of these? Uh, no, I haven't. I've gone in to try them. I tried Wix and I tried Squarespace. And actually, the person I work with, I think she did. I think she tried to build a site for somebody with it or at least try and sort those out. And she really hated Wix. Um, so, uh, <laughs> But then I don't know. You see, Wix has a long history, doesn't it? I remember it when it used to be all built with Flash. Oh, right. And then okay. we could... Hmm. Yeah, we could really knock it then. It was like, oh, come on, it's built with Flash, you know. It's so just... that, that was that was the platform. The platform was actually all built in Flash, and the end product would be built in Flash, and it wouldn't spit mm. out any. Ah, okay. Well, that was knockable then, wasn't it? That was absolutely mm. worth knocking. And, uh, from what you've said, it sounds to me like that's been abandoned, and they've grown up, uh, grown up out of that, and they're now using uh, usual normal HTML and so on. Is that would that be right? Yeah, that's right. And I, I think, you know, I mean, with you were just mentioning before we, we started chatting here that you'd seen a Wix advert. Yes. Now, and, this uh, is this is an interesting development, isn't it? Because I presume they're Wix and Squarespace and what have you. Um, well, I know that Squarespace um, is profitable. I know that Wix is profitable. I don't know about Weebly. And I think Shopify is, is profitable as well. Just judging by, n n there's no data I've got for that. It just feels like there's a lot of people talking about them and moving to them and discussing what you can do with them. So mm. with that, obviously it being commercial, they can plow whatever profits they've got back into advertising. And I'm absolutely sure that last week I saw an advert on the TV um, in the UK for Wix in particular. Now, advertising mm. in the UK, probably like the US and Australia and, you know, all over the world, on the telly is very expensive. 
it's really, really, really expensive. So they must have gigantic budgets. And, and a few weeks ago, we talked about the fact that Matt Mullenweg was setting up an arm mm. of WordPress in order to kind of combat this a little bit. Now, WordPress yeah. will never have the budget that these guys appear to have. But so it, it, is that a danger to us if people are seeing this stuff on the telly? I have to say the advert was slick. It was very, very good. It presented the problem. You want to build your own website. You don't want to pay through the nose. Da, 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 da. Mm. Um, you can do it easily. Watch me do it on the screen. And it all looked brilliant. And honestly, at the end of it, I thought, yeah, that's really good. That looks great. I, I, would, be, yeah. I would be persuaded by that. Are we in, are we in bother? Are we in trouble here? Um, yeah, well, I'm the low budget clients that I go for, so they should be me more than say you. Um, but that, I, I guess that's our different ways of competing with it. In some ways I'm trying to offer what they offer, but with something a bit more personalized where they've got freedom. So yeah, they are my main competitors, I guess. Mm. Do you know what their price points are? Last time I looked Squarespace was 19, I think $19 per month. Right. Um, and $19 a month, considering you don't need a care plan and you don't need backups and you don't need this, that and the other thing that mm. we obviously hinge our businesses around. Um, mm. It's very competitive. So, you know, th they look good. They do the job. They are mm. cheap. Okay, brilliant. Why on earth, why on earth wouldn't you use them? Well, I, I suppose the arguments there would begin along the lines of they're not extendable, they're not extensible. Um, and I, again, I'm talking mm. from a point a point of view of ignorance, really. My guess is that for the majority of their clients, they have limited functionality. And if you want to step outside of the functionality that we offer, you're done. You can't. Do you think that's yeah. about right? I think so. We should have researched this a bit more. But I do know that Wix has one. Um, problem with it is that once you've chosen your I think it's Wix it might be true of Squarespace but once you've chosen your template you can add some CSS to it and change things around but you can't change that template without losing your um, your content I believe oh, okay. so that's you're kind of a bit locked in and, and that's always been I mean the argument that used to be around for me used to be the one that I would say well it's the difference between owning and renting you know if you go with WordPress, you know, you, you're kind of going to own your website and you can place it on whatever hosting you like. But I've shot myself in the foot, really, because now I tell clients that they really ought to be on a care plan with me on my hosting. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're basically <laughs> offering a very similar product, aren't you? I guess, though, yeah. you just sort of said we should have probably researched them. I mean, to be honest mm. with you, I was never even for this podcast, I was probably never going to spend a long time looking and pointing mm. and clicking and, and, and certainly not paying to sign up mm. to use their offerings. It's more about whether we've got an, an angle, we've got um, a, a persuasive argument that we could present mm -hmm. to clients who come to us and say, well, I've been, you know, thinking about Wix. Uh, and I've definitely had those people on the phone where they've talked about, I've, I've looked at Wix and, and now I'm just exploring mm -hmm. other options. So I, I guess this podcast really is about trying to come up with arguments that we would use against uh, mm. people using Wix and Weebly and, and Squarespace and Shopify. And I suppose the first one is exactly as you said, it's yours. Once mm. you've finished with it, you can take it wherever you like. You know, there's a, as a community of millions of WordPress users um, who can um, take this on for you. You know, if, if, if we as developers don't 
end up working together for the next 10 years, you can just move down the road and some other developer will take it over. Plus, you can move it onto different hosting. So, you know, you could pay for cheaper hosting if you have very few visitors and it's just a brochure site and you don't care about page load. Or you could pay more for hosting and get it to work really, really fast. In other words, you've got options and those options really um, are what set, set it apart. Now, the last time I looked at the Squarespace and Weebly and Wix pages, they had a, a fairly long list but nevertheless still quite small list of features. And obviously they sell those features, but there must be a whole slew of things that the WordPress plugin environment can do yeah. that you can bring to bear that these, these services simply cannot touch. Yeah. There's one with Wix I know about. I think it's that they can only go so many levels deep with their navigation. I think that's one of the problems you could hit upon straight away so i don't think you could do some complex mega menu with it right you know so there's um, limited yeah mm. limited sort of features i mean my um my, i guess that that's kind of the, the argument that i would always present is that with uh wordpress we've got what is it now forty thousand plus plugins obviously some of them not quite as good mm. as others but it, it's going to be possible to do anything with WordPress that you want to do online should you have the budget. The the difficult thing is trying to persuade somebody who's at about the 20, you know, the $240 a year mark that, mm. that what we're offering is actually worth spending up front because that's the big rub as well, isn't it? Is that with me, you've got to pay me a, a certain amount of money at the beginning in order to get mm. this thing up and running, whereas these services, it's you, you're off, aren't you? you? Pay your twenty dollars, mm. and that's it. You just you're, you're launched. It's all systems go. Yeah, now, there is Matt's argument as well, which you can use, but I don't know how much sway that would have with clients. And that is the you know proprietary code argument, which is you know WordPress is community owned. The code is there. You know, once you've let someone like Wix become a dominant model there it's their code they kind of own the web in a way you know so it's, it's a bigger picture thing isn't it wasn't there some argument between matt and the folks was it weebly or was it wix where the, he wix and what yeah. how did that go was it something along the lines of they'd stolen some part of the WYSIWYG mm. editor or some part of yeah yeah i think so it was some code that they used in wix which uh, you see, Wix are also contributors, aren't they, to the code base for WordPress? So they do their bit for the community. Um, but the fact that they've taken some of that code and put it into Wix is what the issue is about. I ah. don't know all the detail, but yeah. So you, I, <laughs> I don't think there was any clear win on this one. It wasn't that they, you know, um, necessarily did anything that was, uh, you know, illegal as such. It was just, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an odd thing, isn't it? Uh, you wonder why Wix do contribute towards WordPress. You know, yeah, it really what, seems peculiar, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I guess they uh, they get to they get the benefit of the the giant community of people who are probably you know helping mm. all of us out. Um, so we're obviously very keen users of technologies like Beaver, or sorry, technologies I should say plugins like mm. Beaver Builder, um, mm. and there's obviously a load of plugins out there which do a similar job you know elementor and so on and so forth are we 
are we offering ultimately the clients exactly the same experience? Are we trying are we trying to give them Wix and Weebly and Squarespace? In other words, have those platforms did Beaver Builder come along because the expectation now is that you can drag and drop things and edit things much more easily in, you know, as as if you are editing the page itself. Yeah. Um, so, because that's now the expectation of clients. Do you think? Do you think we're, you know, the, yeah. the two things are coalescing and becoming the same? Yeah, I, I do think. I mean, I think that is the new expectation. You mentioned it in a podcast some time back. Even things like Facebook have set new expectations for clients because they expect to be able to easily put up their content and add stuff. And I think, you know, I think it is out there now. People do expect to have a greater level of control than that than what we're used to as people who make websites for, for people. So we do need it. But whether we're offering the same, I don't know. But my thoughts are, and this is the direction I'm going in, is to offer what they don't offer, which is why you have a website, you know, what's going to convert, what's going to get your traffic, that that advice and and way to guide people to make a website is what I bring that you won't get from Wix or Squarespace. So you are offering all the ancillary stuff, all of the add-on services that make your website not just into a site but into a profitable entity. Um, yeah. So rather than it just being here's the page builder, you are offering your expertise in various other ways. And, and of course, with WordPress, you can bolt on so many things that will, I don't know, funnels and marketing and syncing mm. with this, that and the other thing. Do, do you know if these, you know, the word, sorry, the Squarespace of the world, I mean, the, presumably they've got things like APIs that you can hook into. But my other expectation is that's complicated and would bring a huge bill all by itself. Probably. I don't really know about that. But in some ways, what you're saying, and I don't see it as ancillary in a way I'm trying to shift the whole focus away from we build your website to we, you know, help you to do better online. And that's kind of, you know, the shift where I think Wix is still aiming at that. They, they, you know, all of these page builders, they could um, die off on their own, really, rather than be a threat to us because of the fact that I think expectations on clients from what they expect to get from the, the web may be different to what it is now and what it is at the moment. Most of the clients I sort of see, they just say how much to build a website. But I don't think clients will be asking for that as time goes on. I think they'll be looking into more how can they do you know, um, digital marketing. Yes, and I suppose that's where we differentiate ourselves and make ourselves into mm. a bit more of an expert. Yeah, I mean, can you can you see a situation though where you would actually push somebody in the direction of these services and ra rather than have them come to you? Is there is there a situation where you would say actually <laughs> just go over here? I mean, budget's got to be one, right? Just you know, your, your budget's low. Yeah, you'd be better off over there rather than getting into the whole discovery phase and trying to work yeah. out if you can eke money out of them. You might get that kind of like gut reaction. I have a um, I have a yeah. thing on my contact form which is to do with you know I want to set up a meeting and um, uh, I, I want to speak with you and really I'm trying to work out whether they've got a budget so I've, I've, I think mm. I've got it at five thousand pounds at the minute so basically the mm. smallest increment is five thousand pounds and I'm always a little bit nervous when people put that tick that box I should probably be a little bit more thoughtful and, and do multiples however I've discovered that if you put smaller increments they just go for the smallest increment every time <laughs> but the yeah. point being I'm trying to sort of filter out people who haven't really allocated a budget 
And if they haven't yes. allocated a budget rather than just not replying, I might start looking right. into doing things like this. Then again, I don't really want to push people into these silos and get them addicted to it, if you like, you know, the Squarespace silo. If I can turn that around and turn it into something, you know, turn it into work for me. But, um, yes. yeah, I haven't had a great deal of experience of, of, of that. Yeah. With the people that uh, we see, um, they really often don't know about it, so it doesn't come up as an issue. Mm. But we have sent people to Shopify a couple of times recently um, because they wanted e-commerce. And I I recognize that these folks really – there was an awful lot of questions you need to ask somebody about you know, setting up uh, e-commerce, and we just thought that might be easier and also cheaper for them. Uh, because it's quite good. <laughs> well, Shopify and, um, sort of tackles... My colleague did the work on it. Sorry, no. I interrupted you. No, no, sorry, you go. Well, I was just going to say e-commerce is hard, isn't it? Setting up mm. e-commerce... Well, I think it's getting easier and easier. But um, the last true e-commerce store that I built was about a year ago. Um, and it, it, there was still a lot of hurdles, you know, SSL certificates, all of that kind of stuff, encrypting mm -hmm. certain pages, making sure that the calls out to the credit cards were all done properly and so on and so forth. That was, excuse me, using Magento, which is quite tricky. Mm -hmm. I've never used Shopify, but I mean, it, that, boy, that presumably they take, you know, a percentage, a bit like Stripe do or something like that of each, of each yes. transaction. And then the more mm -hmm. that you pay them, the less they slice off that transaction um yeah. but and, and oh. they've also got a, a monthly amount which is something like 29 dollars, i think right and if you're in the uk there's going to be 20 percent vat on top of that i believe right. that's Whoa. the okay yeah. yeah and i mean but because it's hard and if that's this platform do take care of it and nothing goes wrong and it's 29 dollars a month and you're managing to shift some products on that basis that is all that is almost irresistible isn't it yeah. Well, I mean, now I think that you just mentioned the changes with the, you know, SSL certificates were a problem. Uh, and that's now solved with um, Let's Encrypt. Mm -hmm. And if you use um, Stripe, you've now got a way to be able to take people's credit card details on your own site, which mm -hmm. used to be the problem. It was only PayPal before and clients often didn't want to do that. So now I feel I can compete. So I, I will, you know, be putting together a product where we'll be doing the uh, two-day web bills which will build a simple e-commerce site because actually i can i can compete now with shopify do you would you then in, let, let's imagine a situation where somebody comes to you and says um i want a new website and it's a shopify website sorry it's a uh, I, I just want you to quote me for a website would you draw attention to shopify and illustrate why your your idea your structure your platform is better <laughs> or would you just hope that they don't come across it and ignore that altogether yeah that's a really good question you know because i've got a tendency to do that to share too much information i was talking about this with my wife and she was saying don't don't tell other people about your competitors they don't know about them <laughs> do, but increasingly Why? now that you've got the television commercials from wix and mm. um and you know it'll come shopify it'll come but also you're not going to be able to avoid the google ads if they're looking for a you know they're going to type in e-commerce um, website mm -hmm. developer into Google. Um, yes. Shopify is bound to come up. If you want to build a website and you put in web designer, I'm guessing that Wix and Squarespace are going to come up. 
so yes. it would be I think it would be almost impossible for them not to have heard of one of these things the thing is do you just pretend they don't exist and hope for the best or do you right from the outset say look we know there's these rivals we know they cost this much but here is da 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 da, da a b c d e why you shouldn't touch that with a barge pole I think we've got another route, though. We don't need to mention them. We can just say how big both WooCommerce and uh, WordPress are, you mm -hmm. know, and that's a, a way of taking care of all of the competition, you know, because obviously Shopify has got its own competition as well out there. There's lots of uh, big, big commerce, is it, is the next, probably the biggest yeah. out there. Yeah. And there's a whole ton of them, just some that are UK based, which uh, I have tried one of those and it was dreadful, you know. Um, so, yeah, in some ways, I think I would always be pointing to how big we are in, in the WordPress community, and that would deal with all the all the competition. Do, I wonder if somebody has done that legwork already, and if there is actually some documentation which is kept up to date about why WooCommerce now, obviously under the WordPress wing, mm. if you like, why WooCommerce is better, why. Um, WordPress as a whole is better. Occasionally you see on um, on Facebook groups and on blogs about WordPress, somebody will write a post illustrating the 10 enormous websites that you didn't know were run on um, WordPress. Hmm. And I have to say, I sometimes do trot those sort of things out anecdotally. Um, yeah. You know, such and such a website is built on WordPress. And although it's free, you can see these guys uh, over here who are ginormous, they take it seriously and they're using it. So why would you bother building your yeah. shop yeah. with those? Um, yeah, it, it, it's really interesting. I, I, I think we're going to struggle with these, though, in the future. I, I can't see that they're going to go away. And I can mm. see that they're going to grow because, I mean, if you just think about... As an example, I don't know if you use Google's G Suite, but Google have a, a, a platform called G Suite. And basically, it's Google mm. Docs, Gmail, um, Google Spreadsheets. And they've got this lesser known one called Google Sites. And until mm. recently, it was really clunky. But I played with it the other day, and I was utterly impressed. I mean, I'm never going to use it. But I was really impressed mm. with how... Um, how much they've brought it on from something that was completely unintuitive now to something which is completely intuitive. And as the barrier over the years gets lower and lower, um, no, that's the wrong way of describing it. As the, as the technology becomes more and more available. So five years ago, you couldn't have built Beaver, Bu Beaver Builder. Now you can. Five years mm. from now, something infinitely more interesting either built by beaver builder or somebody else will have come along making it easier and easier and these mm. SaaS platforms are going to be all over that and they're only going to get yeah. better they're only going to have more options they're going to connect with other services so I, I think we are going to struggle against these things and if their marketing budget is gigantic which it sounds like yeah. it is billions I, I I think we do have something to worry about, and maybe that is a thing which the WordPress community as a whole need to get behind this project of Matt Mullenweg's, which I've completely forgotten the name of, um, in order to to sort of bolster our our industry. 
because yeah. the subscription model is now embedded in everybody's life. You pay for Netflix, you pay for your music on Spotify, you pay for whatever. It's all a subscription model. So that, that bit's taken care of. Everybody's happy with mm. that. Building a website with a drag-and-drop builder, yeah, we're happy with that. Um, so we've got to learn to differentiate and describe why what we do is better. And, and I, I, I don't know how hard that conversation is going to be in the future when their page builders are so good that WordPress yeah. is, is struggling to keep up, you know. Yeah, uh, but I think Matt's argument is about, you know, keeping that so we all own the code of the internet, you know, it's, it's trying to keep, if you like, in the same way that it would be a different world if if HTML hadn't been, you know, freely available, if it had been proprietary code, we'd all be stuck. But these days now we're all on a CMS or we need one, so we need that the dominant CMS is actually free and owned by everybody, mm. you know. So I think that's the key thing there. But I think for businesses who are building websites, I think in the early days of, you know, when my colleague first started with these kind of things, it was quite a feat itself. And all the skill you had was needed to build those websites. And and really, no one knew where you could take marketing. No one could think about sort of sales funnels in the way that we think of them today and all that complex stuff. So we have to shift, I think, from being just people who build websites to people who also offer something else like the digital marketing side. I think we were forced to go there. And we've, we've spoken time and again about how difficult that is mm. for a, mm. um, for an individual, um, yep. somebody like me to become an expert in even a couple of things is very, very hard. But uh, I guess that's where agencies kind of uh, clean up a little bit. They've got staff that can do that kind of thing. So it feels to me almost at the minute as if it's an argument about simplicity versus complexity. In other words, if if you want something straightforward and simple and you just don't and you want the, the headache of backing up and all of that stuff taken away, pay your twenty dollars, get this thing and know for certain that it's probably not going to do what you want it to do in the future. You'll just have to mm. curb your expectations or expect that complexities are going to be part of your business in the future and then invest in something extensible um, like WordPress mm. with all of its plugins that can take you forward over the next 10 years. Who knows what that'll look like? You know, obviously WordPress itself is not stand standing still and it might be absolutely different. You know, it might not even mm. exist in 10 years time. We don't know. Maybe this whole industry won't exist. I went to a um, a fascinating talk. I mean, really fascinating at WordCamp London. And it was all about um, how artificial intelligence will build your website in the future. And it, it <laughs> kind of got us all. I was sat in, sat next to Doug Bellchamber, actually. And, and it was it was properly interesting because... We have this expectation that it, mouse clicks and typing things yeah. on a computer will will build websites into the future. And it, it what this guy was painting a picture of was it, it just won't. Um, you know, you'll yeah. you'll talk to the computer and say, just move it left a bit. Can can I just have it a bit bigger? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Put a picture of a man in a surf with a surfboard there instead. Try that, and the AI will go out, find it, crop it, do it all. Um, and, you know, the page builder motif might not even exist. And so that's where I think these Squarespace people are going to um, really, really differentiate themselves because they'll be able to invest in that in that technology 
Whereas I don't suppose, mm-hmm. well, I could be wrong. It, it feels to me like that could be a really problematic leap for a non-profit like, uh, like WordPress. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things, though, about Squarespace, which I see mentioned, a lot of people like that because of the aesthetics on it. It's very simple, lots of space, lots of great photos are used on their templates. But that's, you know that's the problem really for the people who try and do DIY. They've really got no way of knowing how to replace those uh, big, large images which dominate the design of any of those pages. So, you know, I don't think, I've seen this mentioned a few times in the Facebook group where when there's been asked about whether they're a threat and uh, a few people have just said, yeah, I'm quite happy to let them go off there and just wait for them to come back again, you know, because they just won't get the site that they wanted. Yeah, it's very hard, isn't it? We all know that mm. a template that you've just downloaded from somewhere, that some that some designer, some paid, actual, capable person has built, mm. it's so easy to think, oh, I'll just do this and I'll just do that. And then yeah. actually when you get in there, you're, oh, boy, my image looks rubbish compared to what they had. You're right. So, yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> who knows, maybe these people... Uh, do go to Squarespace and they go to Wix and then six months later they come back because of the frustration of it not doing what you want it to do. Do you know that would be an interesting argument to make um, at the point of talking to somebody who is thinking of going down this road is that, you know, bear in mind that it's not as easy as you think. You know, Mm. if you try to draw me a picture of a car, we all know what that's going to look like. It's not going to look like a car, is it? It's going to look like a child's Mm -hmm. version of a car because not many (laughs) of us can actually draw. Um, And you're going to apply those same sort of skills. Yeah, I'll go off. I'll make my my site (laughs) and it'll look fabulous. Well, think about that for a moment. It might not. All right, go away. Come back in six weeks and we'll we'll talk again. Have a play with it. Um, Yeah. 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 Well, there's the time element, isn't there, as well? I mean, how much do our clients value their own time, you know, and they're going to have to invest a fair bit of time just to go through the documentation to learn how to go through the process of building a site. And, you know, by going with us, they cut out that time. Yes. So it's got to have a lot of value in that. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. It, and, it feels to me as if I um, as if I should be putting a page up on my website or a blog post illustrating the the benefits against services like this um because i think we've come up with quite a quite a few good ones um in the last 20 minutes or so yeah interesting yeah do you know there's something you just reminded me of as well uh, i remember looking around at shopify because i was trying to write an article on that you know the difference between using something like that and and uh, woocommerce and which is right and it was really interesting with shopify what i realized is that a lot of the articles were of course affiliate they were going to make money you see if somebody went to shopify they weren't going to make anything if people took up uh woocommerce so Mm. i i sensed there was bias in these articles and there were some crazy ones actually about traffic about people who have been on woocommerce no was it the other way around i mean which way oh yes they were on shopify and then they moved to woocommerce and they lost most of their traffic and and this this one article uh that we i must try and find the link for it actually it went around and got used cited all over the place for a reason to go for Shopify but you could tell there was nothing here that you could for we know they just didn't put the metadata in when they moved it you know right uh, or set things up so it was redirected properly with no reason to know you know why it went wrong um but it became like a a a gospel piece that everybody took to, to be true and yeah 
Yeah, that's the, the problem, isn't it? When we try and convince people out there, you know, there's there's different motivations for why people might steer people to one solution over another. And I'm I'm sure affiliate linking was was part of uh, what I saw with Shopify. Yeah, I, I do sort of sense. I mean, we've mentioned it a few things. I do sense that that is going to be the future for us, though, as these platforms become more mm-hmm. more more easy to use i think we are going to be faced with that question time and time again but why not just why should i spend Mm -hmm. all this money with you and i only need a you know and this does it and i I think that that will happen more and more and it's going to be trickier to to come up with those arguments which is maybe why somebody us somebody else needs to um express this stuff write it down make it clear for us to understand what are the what are the benefits and 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 what are the drawbacks of using these things because without a doubt they do have benefits we just Mm. as professionals in this industry need to make sure that we are offering something above and i think what you said about marketing and all of those ancillary things um they're the differentiator aren't they but who knows how many people are going to be open to hearing those things as opposed to i just want to say just want a site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it, where we go with our marketing, you know, when we're in this business trying to find people who want sites built in. It's, it's, that's one of the hardest things. How do we, what's our, what's really our value proposition as mm. people who build websites, you know? Mm. Um, <laughs> if we say we build you a nice website, that's, I think, when we're under threat most from people like Wix and Squarespace. Mm, who can provably can also do that exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be when they launch their real estate um, section and when <laughs> they launch their boutique shop section and when they launch their, you know, when they've got enough money to invest in building the platform to be significantly better than it is now, uh, which yeah. they will. It's going to be it's going to be harder and harder, I think. Um but I could be wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm being unnecessarily we did pessimistic. Yeah, there was that one that, and I wish I could remember the name, but it was a big thing for like, I think it took 18 months for it to be actually finally released. That that site that was supposed to build it, you, you put in basically your criteria and it would churn out the site for you based on templates. And I can't remember, but it was, in, you know, artificial intelligence. They managed to get a whole load of money off people for this this thing. And it came out, oh, I wish I could remember it, but it was a total failure. Yes. The artificial intelligence is not there yet, is it? But as I was saying, I think it will be. I just love the idea of looking at the web page and sort of saying, <laughs> go left a bit, go right a bit, move it up there. And he was saying that the guy that was at this WordCamp talk, he was saying that the Adobe are already building a product just like that, where you, yeah. you literally tell it to um, find me a man with a surfboard um no not that one find me a different one and it just does it um and if it's all royalty free or in their case probably connected to some platform which you pay for the images boy that's so straightforward to do you know move it left a bit put the text on the right put that little bit of text there on the right and so on that's going to be um cheap as chips for them to, yeah. <laughs> um, to for them to operate, although incredibly expensive for them to build, and yeah, the the, the future is interesting. Um, yeah, like you said. I, th- I I can see that working because at the end of the day, it's your intelligence that's guiding it. So it's just a tool that speeds things up, you know, mm. like a, a you know a, a computer speeds up the things that we tell it to do. 
But, uh, you know, the one that failed was it was actually going to do the intelligence and what your site should look like for you. Yes. So I think what you're describing is different. And I, I can see the benefits and that will that's really an efficiency tool, isn't it? You mm. still have to have the thoughts and know how to put something together. I think the answer to the question, can we compete with Wix, Weebly, Squarespace and Shopify at the moment which, sorry, that no. is the title of our po podcast. Is no, no, yeah, no. I think the answer is a definitive yes, without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. As time goes on, it'll be very interesting to see if that's true. Also, I suppose it'll be interesting to see if the web will still be a um, a, fla a flat medium on a screen, or whether it's yeah. going to morph into something quite different with I don't know goggles that we wear and view things in that way, or if it'll be something. Uh, like google glass type thing you know over our eye hovering or if it's who knows who knows what it's going to turn into but certainly an interesting conversation that will probably come up again and again with new rivals coming in the thing about these these companies though is that they are filled with very clever people and there's an awful lot of very very clever people working um on the future of the internet and we just don't know. We just don't know what's going to happen. But like I say, it'll be interesting to interesting to be part of it. Indeed. Hmm. Do you think we're about done? I think we are. That's really I've got a interesting. British. Yeah, I've got a British phrase. I love oh, this one. Go on. It's a bit risky. It's, How's your father? Oh, that is risky. How is it your is. father? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not his. It is not. How is your father? It's. How's House your father? Job. Now, go on. Yeah. Delicately tread around this one, then. Well, I, it's difficult for us Brits, isn't it? It's <laughs> to talk about sex. It's sex, <gasps> basically. It's, 